Almighty. If you want to gather in your conversations, feel free to continue those after the service as we enjoy fairy bread and lots of other cookies and things that are covered in hundreds and thousands. We are celebrating today. It's a fun day. This is one of our celebration days here at Gateway. Uh, great to have you here if you are visiting uh, for the first time. This isn't a normal service uh, for Gateway. This is the day where we kind of take some time to look back over the year and thank God for all He's done in and through us. And it is an opportunity for us to celebrate uh, the ways in which God has used us as His people. It's Volunteer Sunday where we celebrate uh, all that God has done through us as we have served this community. And it's worth doing because we have many volunteers. There are hundreds of volunteers serving, hundreds of volunteers reaching out to the thousands. Actually, uh, this past uh, couple of months, the volunteer count in Gateway has topped 1,000. We're now over 1,000 volunteers here ago. I think that's worth a, that's worth a cheer. Come on. You need to get used to cheering today and clapping, okay? So that was a good warm-up. We'll be doing plenty of that as the day goes on. This is an opportunity for us to celebrate what God has done and to cheer one another on. And we're kind of going with a little bit of the theme of hundreds and thousands because it's the hundreds that serve that impact the thousands and hundreds and thousands kind of means celebration and party. You know, a buttered piece of bread is just a buttered piece of bread. But you put hundreds and thousands on it, it's a party. It's a party. Who loves fairy bread? Fairy bread is just a gift from heaven. You know, it was my wife Megan's birthday a couple of weeks ago. I did remember, I promise. I did mention it too. Uh, and um, and uh, so the girls baked a cake and uh, we uh, let them decorate the cake. Now, you know, like a chocolate cake is just a chocolate cake. Same principle, right? You put hundreds and thousands on it and it's a party. It's a birthday cake. And so we just let the girls go nuts with the hundreds and thousands. Megan's got so many different types of sprinkles. And uh, they, it was just heaven for them. It was like someone had just vomited hundreds and thousands everywhere. It's like a rainbow of everything. And they just covered that cake. There were hundreds and thousands everywhere. I reckon they only got half of them on the cake. The other half were just spread across the floor. Which, as you know, is just a nightmare with hundreds and thousands. You're walking on them for weeks. You feel them under your bare feet. It was the crunchiest birthday cake I've ever had. There was so many hundreds and thousands on it. It was crazy. But, you know, there is something about hundreds and thousands which have an impact. You know, hundreds and thousands, you put it on anything, even a steak, I reckon. And it just makes it taste better. You know, we love hundreds and thousands on our ice cream. We love hundreds and thousands on our bread, which we reference. We love our hundreds and thousands on our cookies. We love hundreds and thousands on chocolate. And we're going to be giving out some gifts to our volunteers later on. Freckles, hundreds and thousands, uh, uh, hundreds and thousands on chocolate. And I reckon that's just, that's a double bonus right there. Chocolate and hundreds and thousands. You know, hundreds and thousands not only taste great, but they have a big impact. You know, they're just tiny little coloured sugary things. And by themselves, they don't have a huge impact. But together, all piled on, my goodness, don't they have an impact? You know, every one of us has a role to play. Every one of us has a role to play in the church family. But when we work together, every one of us working together to create teams of hundreds that ultimately impact the thousands. And that's what we are celebrating today as we play our part, play our role to have a great impact to those in our community, our nation, and our world. And we are going to celebrate that today. You know, if I asked you, I did a bit of a spot check, and I asked feedback about who your favorite Bible character is, Apart from Jesus, because I know obviously everyone would say Jesus. Uh, if, it, if you don't, then you, you've got issues. Uh, 
We just need prayer, just a bit of discipleship. Um, other than Jesus, I reckon you get names like Moses or David or Esther or Mary or Paul or Peter, something like that. But I reckon that if I got some feedback now and got people to tell me who their favorite Bible character is, I don't reckon I'd ever hear the name Rufus. Yes, Rufus or Andronicus. Andronicus is my favorite. Oh, I love this one. Urbanus. Urbanus. What a terrible name. I, I, you know, I, I, don't have, I, I don't think there's any Sunday school sitting down and teaching their kids about Urbanus. The story of Urbanus in the Bible. Phoebe. You know, Phoebe's a nice name. I, but, you know, we don't really talk about Phoebe in the Bible. I can't even spell the name. I started with F. No, no, it's not an effort. I can't get the E's and the O's. They all get mixed up as I was typing this sermon. Just can't get it right. You know? But these are names on a list in the Bible that have had a significant impact on the church today. They're names that maybe don't come to mind if you think about the Bible, but these are names that Paul lists at the end of Romans. Names that have had a significant impact in the global church. I want to look at Phoebe because in chapter 16, chapter 16 of Romans, Paul starts by commending Phoebe. Why don't we open our Bibles, if you've got them, to Romans chapter 16. We're going to explore a little bit more of this obscure list of names. And Romans 16, it's the last chapter as Paul has written the most amazing words systematic theology to the church in Rome, his final chapter, his, fi- his closing remarks, he starts with this. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a deacon of the church in Cancray. I ask, I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of his people and to give her any help she may need from you. For she has been the benefactor of many people, including me." You know, even in these short sentences, we learn a few things about this remarkable person called Phoebe. Firstly, we read that Paul regards her as a sister. She is someone who is very dear to Paul. Paul has high esteem and regard for Phoebe. She has had influence on him. He regards her as a deep friend. He regards her as a sister. We also read that she is a deacon. Now, a deacon is someone who is a servant of the church, who executes the ministry of the church. In the early church, they were the ones that distributed uh, the resources to the poor and to the needy, to the widows and the orphans. They executed the ministry, the practical ministry of the church. She was a deacon. Let me tell you, there are many, many deacons in this church at Gateway. There are many, many people who we are going to celebrate today who execute the practical ministry of the church here. And Phoebe, as we read, is a deacon. She is a servant and she is a leader in the church at Cancray. We also read that she is a woman of influence and she is a successful businesswoman. She is of wealth. She has been a benefactor to many people. She has provided finance and resource for many people, including Paul. She helps fund and support the ministry of the church. She is someone of influence. She uses her wealth to support the church and Paul acknowledges that. And finally, we see that she is journeying to Rome. And she has got a very simple but very important task. Commentators uh, suggest that she was on her way to Rome uh, to be part of a, a, there was a legal battle going on that she needed to be part of. We don't know that for sure, but that's what they suggest. She's on her way to Rome. And as she's on her way, Paul hands her some of the finest uh, words ever written, the letter to the Roman church. He hands this letter to her and says, will you take this to the Roman church? And in this letter, as we've read, he commends her to them and says, will you receive her? You know, she could have, it was a simple task. 
as she served the church in this way, carrying a letter across the Roman Empire to Rome. But such an important one, she probably didn't understand at the time that the words that she was carrying would be words that would impact the church. So I stand here on a Sunday morning, 2,000 years later, and I read some of the most profound words. We as the church have access to some of the most amazing words as Paul articulates the wonders and the majesty and the truth of the gospel. The book of Romans is a phenomenal treatise that has changed hearts and lives throughout history. Dr. Martin Luther sat down and he, as he read Romans, his heart was changed as he understood the grace and the power of God. Phoebe was the one who carried those words. All she had to do was, for, you know, if she forgot it, dropped her bags over the boat or whatever, and we wouldn't have them. A simple but vital task. Doesn't that excite you? You know, the reality is, no matter the task, we have no idea what impact our role in the church will leave, what impact it will have, what legacy it will leave. Phoebe just had a simple task to serve the church, but it was profound. It was profound. You have no idea, as you serve as a volunteer, what uh, legacy, what impact you might have. I remember many years ago, I'd finished school, but I was still at home, and uh, we were sitting around the family table for a meal, and uh, as we were sitting there, the phone uh, went, and Dad got up and picked up the phone and started having a conversation, and we could kind of hear what he was saying. It was a long conversation. It was clear that he was speaking to someone who he had not spoken to for a very long time. He was chatting, he was going into the background details about where he was and how many kids he now had, which was seven. I think there was a lot of silence on the end of the phone after he said seven. Um, and then he continued to talk about what he was doing, all that kind of stuff. He got off the phone, he came back, and he, he, um, he was kind of nonplussed. And he, and he looked at my mum, my mum's name is Andrea, and, he, and she said, he said, Andrea, do you remember uh, that, that young lad when we were up in Innisfail, dad was a youth pastor up in Innisfail, that, that young lad, John James, that, that came to our youth group, and, and, Andrew, and my mum, Andrea, said, yeah, yeah, I do remember. We said, well, that was him on the phone. You know, he was just a 15-year-old guy that, that dad had led to Christ and discipled as a youth pastor. And dad went on to say, he said, well, he's, he's just called to say thank you for discipling him and investing in him. He's, um, he's back in Australia. He doesn't live in Australia anymore. He lives in the United States. And, and he, as he was over, he was prompted to call and thank me, which was very nice. And, and yeah, he's doing well. Uh, he's, he's part of a, rock, a band called Newsboys or The Newsboys. He's a lead singer. And, and, and he had that, had no idea. And our ki- uh, we, uh, all us kids were going, what? Lead singer of Newsboys. Now, you might be sitting here and you've got no idea who the Newsboys are, and that's fine. 20 years ago, they were one of the largest Christian bands. They were traveling the globe, singing and preaching the gospel to tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. You never know the role that you play, the impact that you have as you faithfully serve As you faithfully do your role, do your task, serving God, whatever it looks like. And Phoebe was just doing her role, playing her role, doing her task, not really knowing the impact that she would have. Every one of us has a role to play. And as much as as, as significant as our role is and the, the impact that we can have, we can have far greater impact When we gather together, the hundreds impacting the thousands. And Paul continues, he doesn't stop here talking just about Phoebe. He then goes on to make a huge list of people who are involved in the Roman church. And we're going to read it. And I'm going to add to the the mosaic of hundreds and thousands here. Let's keep reading. Verse 3 of chapter 16, greet Priscilla. I'm going to try and do this multitasking thing. And Aquila, my co-workers in Christ Jesus, they risked their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Greet also the church that meets at their house. Greet my dear friend Eponidas, who is the first 
convert to Christ in the province of Asia. Greet Mary, who worked very hard for you. Greet Andronicus and Junia, my fellow Jews who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding among the apostles, and they were in Christ before I was. Greet Ampelatus. It's going to be the name of our next child. Greet, greet Urbanus. Great name, our co-worker in Christ, and my dear friend, Stachys, which sounds like some kind of medical condition. Greet Apelles, whose fidelity to Christ has stood the test. Greet those who belong to the household of Aristobulus. Greet Herodian, my fellow Jew. Greet those in the household of Narcissus. No one would want that name, apart from the worship team. Try, greet, I'm jo- joking, greet, uh, joking. I'm a worship leader, I can say that. <laughs> Greet Tryphena and Tryphosa, who's those women who work hard in the Lord. Greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, great name for a dog, chosen in the Lord, and his mother who has no name but has been a mother to me too. Greet Asyncritus, Phlegon, Hermes, Petrobas, Hermas, and the other brothers and sisters with them. Greet follow Logus, Julia, Nerus, and his sisters, and his sister, and Olympus, and all the Lord's people who are with them. He then says, Greet them, greet one another with a holy kiss. And then he goes on a little bit later talking about some of the people who support and cheer on the Roman church. Timothy, my co-worker, sends his greetings to you as does Lucius and Jason. How in the world did Jason get in the Bible? I think that was supposed to be Andrew. Jason. How in the world? And Sisipita. I, Tertius, who wrote down this letter, greet you in the Lord. Gaius, whose hospitality I and the whole church here enjoy, send you his greetings. Um, Now, where am I? Erastus, who is the city's director of public works, and our brother Quartus send you their greeting. There you go. Multitasking right there. I had to practice that. Multitasking is not my skill. You know, when everyone plays their role, together we can make a significant difference. You see what I love about this list? As I read through this list of people, it is not a homogenous list. It's, it's got variety. It's diverse. You know, I love the fact that there are men and there are women all contributing, all part of the team building and growing the church there in the global city that was Rome. I love the fact that we see different nationalities. We see Jews and we see Gentiles, people who were drawn in from the Roman Empire. I love the fact that there are people of different rank in society in that list, all working together. I love the fact that there are different levels of of wealth in that list, people who are rich and those who are not so rich, all working together because that is the wonderful uh, gift and grace of God in community that it doesn't matter who you are, what your story is, what your role is, you all have, we all have a role to play. It's wonderful. And the other thing that I love about this is that there's no hierarchy in who serves. I love in Romans chapter 12, as Paul kind of writes, he's writing to this list of people and he's affirming the diversity and the call. He says this in Romans chapter 12, verses three to eight. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we though many form one body and each member belongs to all the others. We all have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. 
If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, then do it cheerfully. You know, there's no one role that's more important than the other. I love the fact, you know, often we think that the leaders are the most important. You know, maybe those who are up front, maybe who, who get on stages like this or lead teams, we, we think that they're the most important. Their role is the most important role. I love the fact that Paul says leadership is down the bottom of the list here. He's not creating some kind of hierarchy. You see, the reality is, is that we all need to play our role. And we all have a role to play. We all have different gifts we all have different abilities. We all have different talents. And as God orchestrates us together, we work as one body. We work together. We complement one another. And we work together to see lives, hearts redeemed, restored, transformed. You know, I love that being here at Gateway is that as we work together, we see the different members complementing one another to reach our community, our nation, and our world. And let me tell you, it is our community, our nation, and our world in profound ways. I came across a story that just exhibits this most profoundly. came across it this week. Just an amazing story of how God orchestrates people here at Gateway to see transformation and to see families restored. Now, Esperance walked through the doors of Gateway Baptist Church four years ago. She was walking in to come and attend our Royal Treatment Pampering Day, which is run every month. Now, Royal Treatment is a ministry from Gateway that seeks to love and pamper those women who are most at need, those who are going through significant challenges, those who are going through significant trauma. And this was Esperance's story. Her story was one of trauma. It was one of deep complexity. I don't have time to go into the full story now, but Esperance, uh, with her husband and young boy John Mark, escaped the genocide in Rwanda in the mid-90s, miraculously so saw some horrific things. They, were, they, they managed to escape and escape to Kenya. In Kenya, she was able to get John Mark into boarding school, but through a series of events, she needed to leave Kenya, escape. She left John Mark in boarding school, and she, via East Timor, ended up here in Australia. And it was through the domestic violence refuge here in Brisbane that she was brought four years ago through our doors. She walked into the doors and she was pampered. She was loved by those amazing women wearing their purple shirts. She was restored. She was loved on. She says that when she walks into Gateway, she feels the profound love and power of the Holy Spirit. Her kids have connected into youth here, being blessed by the amazing generations team that work here at Gateway. Eventually, she ended up being part of the kitchen team. She's on the kitchen team, serving in royal treatment, being part of the team, volunteer team, that she once received love from herself. But her heart and her concern continued for her eldest son, John Mark. Now, John Mark's story uh, had disintegrated in his time over in Kenya. He ended up on the streets as a street boy. For a time... Um, Esperance thought that he had died. There was an attack a little while ago on a house that he was in. It was reported that all had been murdered. But amazingly, he was able to escape. He had jumped out a window and broken both his legs and ended up in hospital. You may have heard some of this story from Opie, who was sharing just a month ago here. Opie runs iAfrica, uh, one of the mission agencies that we're connected with uh, from Gateway, working in Nairobi. He broke both his legs and, and the information came back to Australia and some people were able to gather money, part of this community, and get him, pay his hospital bills and get him out. He ended up, and ended up back out on the streets. And the team called, and when we heard this, the team called through, called Anna Cuthel. 
Now, Anna Cuthall is uh, with Ryan working in Nairobi. She's a volunteer missionary part of Gateway Family. They called Anna and said, Anna, we need to locate John Mark. Anna picks up the phone to Opie, who runs iAfrica, which is essentially going out and finding boys in Nairobi, off the, picking them out off the slums, off the streets, and discipling them, mentoring them, clothing them, and feeding them. Within six hours, that phone call going to Anna, Opie had located and found Jean-Marc. He discipled him. He clothed him. He fed him. He walked the journey with him. And then the process started to get a visa, which was not an easy one. About a month ago, Jean-Marc finally got his Australian visa. And last month, or just Monday gone, he was sitting in a car, nervous as anything, with Opie on his way to the airport. In the car, sitting next to Opie, are a couple of other volunteers, randomly from Gateway. Pat and Marie Holdsworth. Now, Pat and Marie had been in Uganda. They were volunteering their time with Andrew and Anne Wright at Yachtcom, which is a hospital that has been started with the help of Gateway, Gateway volunteers, starting a medical clinic in, clinic in the north of Uganda. Pat and Marie had gone to help train some of the medical team there and be with Andrew and Anne. They decided last minute to have a holiday in Kenya. And at the end of their holiday, they needed to get to the airport to fly back. As they're sitting in this car with this scared young man, John Mark, they begin to talk and they realize that they are on the exact same flight as John Mark. All the way back to Brisbane, they are able to sit with him and comfort him. He'd never seen a plane before. He'd never been in a plane before. And then there were wonderful scenes just Tuesday, a couple of days ago at the airport. We've got some photos. This wonderful reuniting as Esperance finally, after the longest time, after the most harrowing time, is able to receive her son back again with Gateway volunteers right in the mix. Just an amazing story of how God just uses ordinary people who are willing just to be obedient and use their gifts, their time, and their talent. For him, he orchestrates. He uses us as his body. And so this Sunday, Esperance is able to stand beside John Mark and worship for the first time in I don't know how long. You know, God wants to use us, every one of us, and when we all play our part, when it all builds together, we have, we can have an impact. I love what Paul says here, the word greet. Now we read that, and let me tell you, when he says greet, dot, 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 greet, dot, dot, it is not say day. It's not, hey, why don't you just say day to Urbanus for me while you're there? Say day to Sosipita for me while you're there. Now the reality is, is that word greet is something that says, would you receive joyfully? Will you embrace? Will you celebrate? Will you honor? In fact, the word was used often, will you salute? Will you salute? Or it might be, will you embrace and kiss? And so as we honor our volunteers this morning, we are all going to kiss. No, that's not, that's not true. Sorry. Unless, unless you want to. It's a church growth, church growth strategy right there. Or not. But today we are actually going to celebrate. We're going to rejoice. We are going to salute those as part of this congregation who are giving their time and their talent to serve, volunteering their time to serve this community so that we can be a light in our community, our nation, and our world. And the way that we're going to do this is I'm just going to refer to some of the names of that list who kind of resemble in some vague way the teams that are represented here at Gateway. And we'll see how we go with that. And as we do, uh, and I'm going to invite various teams up, uh, you're going to receive, uh, you're going to receive a little gift of freckle with hundreds and thousands on it. And you're going to receive a dot. And I would love for you when you come up to place that dot so it's a visual image of all the people who serve here at Gateway. I want to start with Gaius. Paul writes, he says, Gaius, 
whose hospitality I and the whole church here enjoy, send you his greetings. Gaius, who has the gift and call of hospitality. In Romans chapter 12, verse 13, Paul says, he commands the church, practice hospitality. And I love our welcome teams. I love the job that they do as they exhibit the heart of the Father. You know the story of the prodigal son. The father runs out to embrace and greet the long lost son. I love how our welcome teams greet and embrace, not always physically and not always with a kiss, but they do embrace those coming in, whether it's the first time or the hundredth time. I love the fact that they are, we are a community that genuinely means that when we say every person who walks through those doors is welcome. And let me say, it's not just those doors. It's all the doors. In our care center, our counseling center, in our kids' space, whatever it is, all the doors are open doors, welcoming doors. And so I want to acknowledge and thank, and we will, I want us to thank our welcome teams today. So if I call out a team that you're part of, I want you to stand up quickly and move and come up to the stage, grab your gift, grab your dot, and come and stay up here on stage. So if you're part of the welcome team, part of that team of blue shirts, if you're part of the follow-up team, the a lounge host, you're part of car parking team, bus drivers, come on, just come now, come now, section leaders, prayer chain, or follow-up callers, come, come on, give them a hand as they come. Let's cheer them on. <laughs> All righty, as they come, let me give you some stats. Come forward when you, once you've stuck them up. Come on, come right down. Don't go away. You've got to stand here. That's it. Don't go away. We're not honor you. 110 on welcome team, 70 section leaders, and over 80 on the prayer chain team. Uh, there is a total of over 350 volunteers serving in our welcome spaces. And approximately 400 Connect cards were, have been follow, followed up so far in 2017. And we want to honor you guys. Keep coming. Keep moving. Come forward. We want to honor you guys, your welcome team, section leaders, car parking team, for all that you do being the front face of this church, for actually being the embrace, that, that, that father's embrace running out to those who are coming in. And I know that you create an environment and a space that we feel confident to bring our friends, our family, those we live, work, and laugh with too, into this community because we know that they will be loved, they will be cared for, they will be served well by how you serve. So we want to acknowledge you, we want to thank you, we want to salute you today. So thank you. Why don't we thank our welcome teams for all they do. Thanks, guys. You can go. All right, the next team, Priscilla and Aquila. You know, we read of Priscilla and Aquila regularly. We okay there? Priscilla and Aquila regularly in the Bible. You know, they are just, they are champion church planters, church growers. They have an ability, they're a husband and wife team, to be able to create environments for growth. We see Priscilla and Aquila working in Corinth with Paul. We see Priscilla and Aquila working in Ephesus with Paul. And we read and we see here Priscilla and Aquila being planted in the global city of Rome, building a church, creating an environment where the gospel can be shared, where the church can grow. Now, it says in Hebrews that we are to be a, a church that gathers regularly. Do not give up meeting together and this space here is a wonderful place, the place where we gather as a church, where the gospel can be communicated, an environment where people can come and hear the good news of Jesus. And I want to acknowledge our creative event and worship teams this morning who work incredibly hard to create an environment here where the good news of Jesus can be heard and understood they do a fantastic job. They work incredibly hard every week. You always know Sunday's coming. 
Sunday's coming. They work incredibly hard to create a wonderful space, both on Sundays and with our special events. So if you are part of the worship team, just come when I, when I call the teams. Worship leaders, sound and tech, lighting, media team, prayer ministry team, drama and event teams, and any other teams that I may have missed in that list, will you stand and come right now? Come on. Come on. We want to celebrate you. We want to salute you today. All right, let me give you some statistics. You know, we've got over 150 people who serve on our Sunday service teams. Each year, the creative team volunteers put in over 7,500 hours, and that's just Sundays, not special events. And I tell you, these guys are often here uh, well before 6 a.m., and they're the last to leave on a Sunday night. You know, they are reaching approximately 2,200 people here in this church every week. They're serving. You know, at Easter, we had almost 4,000 people welcome through the doors at Gateway. At Christmas, last Christmas, we had over 400 volunteers serve to see over 4,000 people reached with the good news of Jesus. It is the hundreds reaching the thousands. And we want to acknowledge you guys today. We want to thank you for the work that you put in. We want to thank you for your creativity. We want to thank you for your, um, your efforts. All those early mornings, I know for you guys who get here on Sundays when the alarm clock goes off before five, so that you can be here ready to serve us as a church. I want to acknowledge, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for your hard work, uh, for all the rehearsing, the practicing um, that you do, so that we can have confidence as a community to invite our friends to this place so that we can hear the good news of Jesus and so that those who come into this place can effectively hear the good news of Jesus. So we salute you. We thank you for all that you do. Why don't you thank these guys again, our worship, creative and events teams. All righty. The next person I want to point to is Erastus. Erastus. I think Erastus is a cool name. That, that might be on the list, Megan. That might make the list, if ever. Oh, my goodness. Erastus, Paul says. Erastus, who is the city's director of public works. You know, Erastus would have been uh, commissioned and in charge in the city to look after the streets and sanitation, the parks and the grounds, the engineering, the utilities, and the equipment maintenance. You know, there are a whole bunch of people who go unseen here at Gateway, but if they did not do their job, the lights wouldn't be on right now, the building would not be open, and the ministries would not take place. You know, often we notice those who are out front those who serve, you know, they're quite obvious, but our central service guys, those volunteers who work behind the scenes are so crucial to ensure that ministry actually happens because there are buildings to be maintained, there are bills to be paid, there are chairs to be set, there are areas to be cleaned, and most importantly, there are coffees to be served. Let me tell you that ministry would not take place Unless there was coffee. Can I hear an amen? <laughs> we need our coffees just for ministry to take place. So we want to acknowledge this small but robust team that enable our bills to get paid for staff to be here and for everything to happen the way it does. So if you are part of counting the offering, if you help in the office, if you're part of set up and pack down teams, come now. If you're part of the facility team volunteers, you're in the coffee shop team or catering teams or any other teams that you think that might be part of, come now. Come on. Is there anyone? Come on. Come on. See, they're so shy they didn't want to come. So behind the scenes. Come on, guys. Let me give you some statistics as they come and place their dots. And come down, come forward. Some statistics. Every weekend we sell approximately 250 coffees, which in the period of about two hours is one every minute. 
You know, over the year, we have 20,000 chairs set and stacked by our volunteers in spaces around the church. That's 20,000 bums on seats in our meeting spaces, people who are being encouraged, discipled, hearing the good news of Jesus, all done by volunteers. You know, our facilities volunteers have served and given 1,000 hours this year, ensuring that the grounds are maintained, that the buildings are maintained. You know, this is a smaller but really, really important team. And guys, we want to honour you. We want to salute you. We want to thank you for serving, often in the obscure place, in the, in the quiet place, but actually in a really important place, whether that's counting money or fixing things, making things work or setting things up. Without you, ministry doesn't take place. Without you, we can't do the things that God has called us to do as a church. And so we want to salute you. We thank you for all that you do, and uh, we cheer you on and say, please keep doing it. Why don't we honour and salute our Central Services team today. Thank you, guys. Alrighty, the next guy is Timothy. Timothy. So Paul notes, he says, Timothy also sends his love. Who is Timothy? Well, Timothy is a young man that Paul has been discipling. He's someone that he's been investing his life into. As we continue and watch the journey of Timothy and Paul, Paul invests his life. He takes him on the journey, on some of his ministry, missionary journeys, and then ultimately sends him to the church in Ephesus to become the senior pastor. That's Timothy. Paul writes to Timothy in the second letter of Timothy. He says this, chapter 2, verse 2, And the things you have heard me say, in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. What you see in this verse is a classic example of discipleship. Paul is saying, hey, Timothy, you've watched me do it as you've journeyed with me. I've invested my life in you as you have come with me. Timothy, I want you to go deeper. I want you to grow so that you can go and make disciples in turn. Timothy, I want you to make disciples who make disciples who make disciples who make disciples. And that is our heart here at Gateway. We want to be a church that goes deeper to the, so that we can go wider. We want to be a church that actually grows. And we've got some phenomenal teams. Teams of people who give of their heart, give of their life, serving people so that people grow in their relationship and their knowledge of Jesus Christ. And we want to acknowledge you today, our discipleship teams. So if you're part of the women's ministry team, men's ministry team, just stand right now and come. Hub night teams, life group leaders, life group coaches, mentors, alpha team, married life team, marriage course team, or any other team that you think is part of discipleship, will you come right now? And while they're doing that, just some statistics. We have 90 volunteers. We have 90 volunteers in our men's ministry helping connect with and disciple over 1,500 men. In our women's ministry, we have 70 amazing committed volunteers connecting with over thousands of women that we had 600 women attend to four major events over the course of the year. Royal treatment, which we heard about before, discipling women. There are 60 dedicated volunteers wearing their purple shirts and they're seeing and serving 50 women each month who are being taken out of domestic violence situations. And this year at their event, we saw 18 women give their life to Jesus Christ. Isn't that exciting? We have almost 200 life groups with life group leaders serving 2,500 people who attend life groups every week or every fortnight. And we have 33 hosts and helpers serving Alpha so that people can hear the good news of Jesus. We've had over 100 people come through the Alpha course this year. And we want to honor you guys today. We want to salute you today and thank you for all that you do. You know, investing in people is not an easy job at times. You know, walking alongside people, doing the journey with people can sometimes be arduous and it can sometimes be frustrating, but it is always worth it. And you guys, as you invest, as you disciple, as you, as you look down and you, you seek to bring up, we just want to thank you. 
We want to encourage you. And we want to cheer you on. And we pray that we will be a church that continues to grow in making disciples who makes disciples. Thank you for playing your part in growing this church and enabling it to go deeper. We salute you and we celebrate you this morning. Why don't you thank these guys who serve our team? Well done, Marie. All righty, the next people that I refer to are Andronicus and Junior. We read in verse 7, Greet Andronicus, Paul says, and Junior, my fellow Jews who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding among the apostles and they were in Christ before I was. We see here two people who have walked alongside and been on mission with Paul. They have counted the cost of what it means to proclaim the good news of Jesus. And no matter the cost, they continue. In fact, they end up, Paul writes, they've ended up in prison because of their faith because of sharing and speaking out their faith. They are a couple on mission, committed to mission. You know, I love being part of a church that so clearly knows its call to mission, so clearly knows that we exist to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ in our community, nation, and world. I love love being part of a church that just loves on those who are most in need in this community. But I also love being part of a church where we have a global reach. We heard that story before. We are a church where, where God is moving and working and enabling us to reach out far beyond this nation. How good is that? How exciting is that? And you know what? There's a whole bunch of people who enable the mission both locally and globally to take place here at Gateway. And we want to celebrate you and we want to salute you today. So we're going to invite you up now. If you are part of the Care Centre, come now. Care Centre, CareWorks, Weirgal, Easy English, Counselling and Wholeness Centre, Coach Teams, the Opshot Teams, the On Track Teams, the Manor Teams, the Mission Barbecue and Cupcakes Team, our Mission Teams, our Mission Team Leaders and our Days for Girls Teams. Will you welcome them up right now? We salute you. We celebrate you this morning. Just some stats. We have 80 volunteers serving in the op shop team, giving 9,000 volunteer hours this year, reaching 1,000 customers every month. Our on-track team, which provides emergency care to those in our community, have 31 volunteers, and they have served 748 people with care packages this year. Our coach mentoring team, mentoring families who are in need. We have eight amazing mentors who have invested over 1,000 hours investing in seven families to see real-life transformation. Our CareWorks team provides training and support to the immigration, immigrant sorry, and refugee pop- population in Logan, have 40, on average, 40 people serving every week. And they have seen over 5,000 students doing their easy English classes, their homework club, and their study. Our barbecue and cupcake team, we love them. We have more than 60 people who have served over the course of the year. Cook, uh, they've baked 4,000 cupcakes made 1,500 burgers, 2,500 sausages, and 1,200 egg and bacon burgers, and they've raised over $30,000 for mission. And an important statistic, numerical statistic, that Reese Tregenza has put on 10 kilos this year just in taste testing. All of that. Well done, Reese. Good on you, mate. Guys, we want to uh, thank you. We want to uh, acknowledge uh, Keo and Jung, particularly. We're going to acknowledge just a couple of volunteers. Here you are. Guys, we just want to acknowledge you as part of the whole team as we, we thank you all. Uh, we want to acknowledge you. You've been serving as part of the, um, the op shop for two years. And uh, I think the number was given me that you've actually volunteered together over 1,000 hours uh, to the op shop and to the shed and all that. Oh, that's amazing. We want to salute you today, and uh, we know it hasn't always been easy as you've done the journey and the transition and and wanting to serve your best, but uh, I think the word was used, quiet achievers, that you come and you serve faithfully, diligently, and, and with passion. 
and with a, a clear call that you, this is what God has called you to do. And so we want to acknowledge you and we want to salute you today. Thank you so much for all that you do. Well done, Matt. And we want to thank you, team, in your various roles in what you do in enabling mission to happen both here in this community and in our nation as well, and our globe. Guys, you do an amazing job. And I know you serve with passion. Uh, there is cost to what you do often. Um, but you are a shining light. You are shining that light uh, for Jesus Christ on behalf of Gateway uh, all across the globe. And we honor you and we thank you for that. And we salute you today. Thank you so much for all you do. And finally, and finally, one more. One more person I want to point to in the list is our kids come in from their programs and our youth come in. Very exciting. They're joining us for this last one. The person I want to point to in the list is Rufus's mum. I want to acknowledge Rufus's mum. Paul doesn't even give her a name. Paul doesn't even say her name. But Rufus's mum must be a long-suffering woman. Firstly, she's the mum of Rufus. Now, Rufus in ancient Greek times meant red hair. Now, I don't know too many people who have red hair, but the ones that I do, they're rat bags. Every, every redhead, I apologise if I've offended anyone here today, any Irish in the room. Not sure, you know, just redheads, they're just mis mischievous. And Paul recognises Rufus's mum as raising Rufus into the call of God. And profoundly, Paul says, Paul says, welcome, guys. No, Paul didn't say that. That's what I'm saying to you. Paul says, you know what? Rufus's mum has been a mother to me also. And profoundly, Paul can recognize this woman who goes unnamed as someone who has invested in his life, someone who has raised him up. You know what? As we see the kids come in now, as we see all the green shirts and the black shirts of people who serve the generation space, we are so blessed here at Gateway, aren't we? We are so blessed by the amazing team of volunteers who have a vision and a heart to see the next generation grow up in the knowledge and the love of Jesus Christ. Growing up courageously following Jesus. Now we are so blessed. Our programs, our generation programs are second to none, I think, in this nation. And we are so blessed. We are so blessed and Paul recognizes it. He recognizes it in a woman who has invested, who has looked down the generations to ensure that he has been discipled. And so we would love to acknowledge and celebrate and salute those who serve in our generation space this morning. So if you are part of our kids club team, if you're part of the kids zone team, come now guys. Green shirts, black shirts, come up now. Kids zone team. Chappy Chum Schools team, our YC team, our Friday Youth team, our Kidlings team, our Mainly Music team, our Students team, and our Young Adults Leadership team. If you're any of those teams or any other team you think is part of that, will you come right now? Come on, guys. Come on down. Awesome. Look for the spaces on the back wall there. Guys, if you can come forward, just so that we can get everybody else coming through. Just some statistics while they're doing that. In Kidlings, we have a volunteer of 75, volunteering 2,950 hours over the course of the year, uh, seeing 4,500 early kids come through. 
In our primary age teams, we have 92 volunteers reaching 350 kids each week. At our Kids Takeover Holiday Program, we had 155 volunteers reaching 330 kids and impacting 180 families. In a total of just under 14,000 hours volunteered over the course of the year. And throughout, throughout the year, over 100 kids have made decisions to join Jesus' team. I reckon that's worth celebrating. In our high school age teams, we have 70 amazing volunteers uh, giving over 10,000 hours of volunteer time and seeing almost 400 teens every weekend. And we have celebrated in numerous baptisms, even today, love seeing what God is doing in the youth space. And we want to honour someone today as we honour all of them. I'd like to uh, just grab Jason and Shani. Where are you guys? Come on out. Guys, can you come here? Come on, come, come and stand over here so everyone can see. I've absolutely loved watching you guys lead. You know, young leaders who are growing in the call that God has on your life and stepping into it courageously day by day and taking responsibilities on. JT, I just love watching you grow in your, uh, in your leadership, but also in your understanding of what God's called you to do. And uh, love seeing you leading and taking control. So JT oversees the grade 10 to 12s in Friday night youth. Uh, He's investing in a group of grade 12 boys and uh, seeing this young man grow every day in his call in leadership and serving youth. Shani, in the way in which every week I see you up there in the kids' zone space, serving, smiling, welcoming. Uh, you're a key leader. You are significant in making kids take over, take place this year. A phenomenal program for all our kids. And we just want to thank you. We thank you for investing in the next generation uh, and acknowledging your leadership and call in that space. So we acknowledge you, we salute you, and we thank you for all you are. I'll give you a few. Yeah. Hey, isn't this a great picture? Amazing. Generations who are serving generations so that we will continue to be a church that sees the good news, good news of Jesus go out. That we will not be a church that diminishes, but that we will be a church that grows together. We want to acknowledge you. We want to thank each one of you for all that you do in giving up a bunch of time, particularly at the worst time of the week on a, on a weekend, to serve and love the upcoming generations. Why don't we salute and acknowledge our generations team today? Thank you guys. Well done. Thank you guys. Hey, as we see, we are a growing family. You can see it. And I love the fact that we've got a mosaic now, hundreds and thousands almost. We are a growing family. And with a growing family, there are always gaps. As we grow, there are gaps to be filled. There's always more that we can do as we continue to see God at work in our community. There are always gaps when we grow. But the truth is that God has also called us to plant. You know, the amazing thing about the Roman church is Paul writes, Paul had never been to Rome. Paul had never been, he'd never seen the great global city that was Rome. But he'd sent people ahead. He'd sent them to go and plant the church. And you know, we as a church here at Gateway are called to plant. You heard a little bit about it before from Jason, who's our future Redlands campus pastor. We are planting next year. We're also planting a campus in Logan City. And we feel a call to go even further than that. We are creating gaps more places, new places to go where we're going to need more people who understand the gift and call on their life so that we can be a church that continues to grow, that continues to have an impact in our community, in our nation and our world. And I just wonder what God is calling you to do. We want to celebrate, we want to thank as we have all those who give of their time and their gifts, their talent to serve this community. But maybe you're here and, and as I was saying before, you know, there are, there are people who think that there is a hierarchy or maybe you think that you could never serve. Let me tell you, every one of us has a role to play in this family, in this community. In the, uh, in the seats in front of you, you will see, if you haven't already, just a list of all the volunteer uh, areas that we need people to serve. There is a place for you on the team. 
If you are not serving it, let me encourage you. Look at the list. See what sparks for you. Get involved on your way out over uh, morning tea as we uh, enjoy and celebrate together. Go to the welcome desk. Sign up. Fill in a connect card and say, you know what? I want to be part of that team. We need more people ready to be part of this community and be ready to go and plant into new areas. I want to thank you this morning. I want to thank you for all that you do. This is a day of celebrating, celebrating all that God has done together. Why don't we stand together? Come on, kids, why don't we stand? We're going to sing one final song. We're going to celebrate all that God is. We're going to bless Him because we have so many reasons to be thankful for all that God is and what He's doing in our family, in our community. Come on, let's raise our voices and worship together and celebrate all that God is in this place. Let's sing.